Hello. Oh, hello, Merlin. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Dan. How are you? <laughs> ah, wow. Ah, Here we go. I never know, I never know quite which uh, personas uh-huh. we're going to inhabit. That's sort of the foghorn leghorn lawyer it's persona. foghorn leghorn meets uh, a Bob Bodenkirk character known as Senator Hal Tankerbell. And this is a very deliberative Southern uh, senator mm. from the uh, the very close to the uh, the guy that ran the Cool Hand Luke uh, chain gang. Oh, that you got to do that. You're going to do a Strother Martin. You got to do a higher voice for that. Yeah, is that was he putting on airs for that, or is that his real voice? Do Pretty you know? fancy. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's off the dome. All he knows is one famous line. I haven't practiced. I haven't even warmed up. Mm. It's very early. Mm. What we have here Mm-mm. is a failure to communicate. No, now, that sounds like a lot of my other impressions, doesn't it? What we've got like here John, is John Syracuse. Failure yeah. to communicate. No. Well, come on. he gets it. Well, this is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a five out of 10. Who says the line about putting the spoon in the box? Is that Struther Martin? <laughs> Yeah, I think Let's so. Let's go find, you know what, Dan? This is going to be one of those episodes. I can feel it already. You can feel it, huh? Um, what has happened I, to the program? I, I love know. that. Oh, I love how it starts out with him cutting the head off the parking meter. He's got his beer. He's he's wearing a, a bottle opener. That's a very good movie, Dan. We're talking about the movie uh, Cool Hand Luke. He, he I, wanted I to get that, caught. He wanted to get caught. It's that simple. It's, it's a little bit like, it reminds me a little bit of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in some ways. How so? I don't disagree, but I'm curious. Um... Well, it's it's somebody who is uh, 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 kind of an outsider, mm. getting kind of gobbled up inside of the system, kind mm-hmm. of not realizing completely sort of what they were up against. But in the case of Cool Hand Luke, you know, uh, Dragline tells him, you know, stay down, but then he gets back up. You know, like Miles Morales. Or yeah, I, I can do this all day. I could do. <laughs> that's what he says. He yeah. says that to Bucky. Uh huh. Yep. 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 And uh, and what else? Um, uh, that you know that uh, one flew over the business. That that's a that's a good movie too. I told you I showed that to my son. Not that at least at least two of those actors went on to to be on uh, Taxi. <laughs> All of them did. <laughs> that's a good. It's a game you play for the rest of your life, watching uh-huh. every episode until you can find uh, not Mr. Martini. Who's uh, oh Billy? You got to find Billy. Billy, Billy. You just find him. He's still around. He's he's yeah, in. It's like where's Waldo? But inside of you know an asylum. Um, look, identify everything in this picture that's not a large water fountain. I'm going to look up cool hand. Luke, I mm-hmm. love Mr. Martini in that. You know, you know, Dan, you know, I love those YouTube videos and, uh, uh just in general, you know, and I watched one. I, I like those videos, those corny videos where people talk about, you know, oh, just talking about their like most famous roles. And the one with uh, Danny DeVito is perhaps unsurprisingly really fun. Because he talks about, of course, he talks about Always Sunny, mm-hmm. one of our great shows, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And of course, he talks about Taxi mm-hmm. and like, you know, getting that role. Um, I like that guy. Cool Hand Luke Spoon. Do you, uh, do you have, do you, I got, I got a few uh, little bits of things to talk about, but yeah. you know, not that many. Do you okay. have things to talk about? I mean, I've got stuff from last week that we didn't get to. I've got new stuff since last week. I've got more. I, you know what? I owe you an apology. I'm going to make a public apology right mm. here. I, I, um, I keep everything DND'd. When I'm doing my work, <laughs> I have various scenes and scenarios and scripts oh. and shortcuts. <laughs> okay, I know what and, you're, where and, you're going and, with this. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, first of all, you're very difficult to text with. More, 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 more properly, you're, you're very you. difficult to be, you're very difficult to be texted at 
from you. It's something everybody talks about. Yeah. But I was DND'd, and I somehow missed the memo that you have what we in the industry call a hard out. Mm. Or, you know, sometimes they call it an erect finish <laughs> title. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah. No, no, it won't make it. Don't worry. It's just not even going to air. No. And, and and finally, uh, you say, you think at one point you mumbled at me, kind of sotto voce. You were like, you're on fire today. What's uh, what's this? And then here's, here's you me. You said it was blah, early. Blah, 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 blah. I'm me and I have a lot to say. Blah, 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 blah. And then I think you kind of went, blah, 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 blah. And I went, and then finally you said, people are knocking on my door. I have to leave. I'm like, whoa, what's up with Dan, man? Yeah. Somebody, somebody, somebody put a, 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 a bee in his bum. And then I looked over at the texts that were DND'd and there were numerous, numerous texts from you. If escalating, escalating madness. It's our back. And I'm not going to read them. I'm not going to read them mm-hmm. out loud, mm-hmm. but I, I feel bad because then I mumbled something at the end and it was over. It was kind of awkward. I think we ran I long. edited it in such a way that it no one cares. Oh, you edited it. Oh, yeah. geez. So, okay. You don't edit for content. No, except in that situation. Oh, no. So people didn't really really get to hear, huh? They heard it. I think it was a little, oh, you know, as you would say, an abrupt ending. So this is delivered by Carr. C-A-R-R. I believe Carr is, yeah, I think he's one of the like, I don't know if you call him, would you call him a guard? But he's like the steward. He's like the guy who's like the head guy in the house. Still, a, pri- a, still a prisoner, though, I think. Okay, right? I think Is he like right. the chief prisoner? You know how they have like prisoners who chief, operate chief as sort of sub-guards? I spent a lot of my life feeling like the chief prisoner. I mean, it's nice It's nice to get a title, but still context, right? <laughs> I'm not going to do the voice. He says, them clothes got laundry numbers No, do the them. voice. I can't hear without a voice. I, I, now, if memory serves, Carr has a lower voice. Mm-hmm. Them clothes got... <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. It's good. Okay, all right. <laughs> mm, fried potatoes. <laughs> Some people call it Kaiser Blade. Kaiser Blade. Blade. <laughs> <laughs> mm, my girlfriend has my blood in the necklace. Mm-hmm. Them clothes got laundry numbers on them. Let's get to the good parts. Uh, you remember your number and always wear the ones that has your number. Any man for any man forgets his number, spends a night in the box. These here spoons you keep with you. Any man loses his spoon, spends a night in the box. No playing grab ass or fighting in the building. You got a grudge against another man, you fight him Saturday afternoon. Any man playing grab ass or fighting in the building spends a night in the box. And ideally, just so we should say here, Dan, I don't want to spoil the movie, but ideally you do not want to spend a lot of time in the box, especially on night. No. Dan, you know what it is? It's kind of your nightmare. It's basically, they don't say this, but given what must be happening in that box, it's basically that you've been locked into an extremely hot portalette for the night. How yeah, would you feel about that? No, not good. I mean, who would wants you, to be would locked you, in a Would box? you be extra careful with your spoon, owing to the fact you don't love a toilet, heat, and being locked in a box? I feel like I would assimilate poorly into that environment. Yeah, I, I don't adapt well in the best of conditions. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm in a peanut <laughs> right. portalet title, I, uh, I'm going to have some issues. <laughs> Because there's that hillock, there's that great multicolored hillock in there. Punitive portal. It's like a pitcher's mound of poop. You ever seen one of those where it's kind of like a patchwork, kind of parti colored? Because all the different people have been contributing to the pitcher's mound? Mm-mm, nope. Don't love that. Mm-mm. And they try to make them nicer, but really you can only make a portal, it's so nice. You know, it's funny, when I was, uh, I had I had, I had a cause to be at a public place the other day, that there were, there were a lot of people and um, they had portalettes. They provided portalettes, which is nice. But it was it's kind of a weird exercise in American culture because there were 
what is it you call it when you've got like a, like a brace, like two birds, right? You've got like these pairings everywhere all through this parking lot of, in this case, the Oakland Coliseum, you see two portalettes, which, which is cool. Like, cause you know, it's nice. People can go to the bathroom. You're waiting in line for a thing. It'd be nice to be able to use the bathroom, but they're always, uh, always at least in pairs of single-use, single-person portalettes. I'll tell you why that is, why there's always okay. two, uh, or my theory, anyway. I oh, because of, of the sits. Uh, no, um, it's because, okay, so if, you, if you're in a situation where you see just one portalette, you don't want to use it. You're automatically going to say, I'm not using that one, because it has to be discussed. Oh, I love this. It's critical theory for toilets. No, hang on. I've got this worked out. I am. I'm hanging on. I'm not done either. If there's two then automatically you're like, well, I want to get the good one. And in your mind, oh, in your you mind, this. there's yes. a good one now. Whereas before there was one and it's automatically bad. Well, Dan, there's always at least a, when there's more than one, there's always at least a better one. That's what I'm saying. One of them is better. So now you're like, y- y- your mind switches from, I don't want to use that. That's got to be gross to, oh, now I'm going to game this system. I'm going to get the good one. Okay. So you're all of a sudden oh. you've forgotten that you're even using you the portal. Your mind, focus Dan? is you on a, a good them- one. When they're working on their infrastructure plan for multiple toilets, you think that's kind of what they keep in mind is like, let's, let's, uh, let's keep choice, you know, a, a, a live issue here. I think at some point a scientist worked this out and that it became just scientist. a standard thing. Well, let me get to the good part. One of them's pink and one of them's blue. Now you can't use the pink one though. Like you couldn't well, use the pink you, one. Even if well, the blue one is, is tarred up, you gets, can't use it. To me, the, this is where it gets interesting. I had enough time waiting in line for this. This is when I got my COVID shot. And so I'm waiting, we're waiting in line, sitting in the car, and it was, just got to say, props to everybody at the Oakland Coliseum, because they did a fantastic job. The National Guard's people, the volunteers, like, everybody was great. Somebody, uh, uh, one guy stuck his head in the window and complimented the manga my kid was reading, which felt good. Um, Another guy basically pitched us, uh, who I think might have been high, one National Guardsman (laughs) pitched my wife uh, a story that, what he claims was, this is a guy in uniform that took seven minutes. And while we were waiting to leave, so after you get your shot, you have to sit there for 15 minutes to make sure you don't die. They say, honk your horn if you die. Um, and so you have to wait. And uh, a fella comes up to the car and he's just kind of checking in. He's saying, hey, is everybody okay here, man? Is everybody sick? And I'm like, no, no, all good. Thank you. Start rolling out the window. And then he goes into a pitch, basically. It, it, it worked as a pitch where he claims that when he was in high school, he wrote a 60-page essay. I, I don't think my thesis in college is 60 pages. But anyway, he wrote a 60-page essay. And he had this idea. Well, wait a second. Double spaced? I'm, I don't know if he typed it or if it was on college rule. But because even if he wrote just, it, if he wrote it out himself on like regular ruled paper, I'm I not I don't impressed. think it was Times Roman. Even if it was Palatino 14, that's still. If it's Palatino then, 14 and it's double spaced and it's single sided, I'm, I'm not that impressed anymore. Okay. And he goes into the, this thing and talks about this. And he, he talks, and I think he was, it was my wife who first said this, is I think he might have been a little bit high. Which is, you know, fine. It's a long day. Well, it's California. You know? California guardsman. And uh, and he went into, long story short, it's real, real long. And he's having a lot of trouble kind of pulling the story together. Later on, I would say to my wife, I have two observations about that because, you know. And, and I said, you know, uh, my first observation, which I set aside quickly, is that I wonder if he's done this to every single person he talks to here. If like thousands and thousands of Bay Area residents have heard what he wrote in his 60-page essay. And then my second thought was, nah, because he would have told the story better. Mm. And, and so he's going, and let's think about like, like what if there was, you know, like an airborne virus, but like <laughs> when you got it, it gave you 
like a superpower. <laughs> and Em and I are going, we're just whispering to each other, Terrigen Mist, Terrigen Mist, Terrigen Mist. It's already been done. And and like, you know, you know what I mean? That that's how that's how you get uh not the Eternals, but the, you know, right? That that's that's the Terrigen Mist. That that's what got, you know, the new Ms. Marvel. You know, the go mist out comes through for a job dressed like that on a weekday. And he says, in like some of the things you get these powers, and one of the powers is like you can duplicate people. <laughs> and, my, and my wife, I think she said something like, huh. And, and he says, and, and he says, yeah, like you can get their powers. And I'm not going, that's rogue, that's rogue, that's just rogue. And <laughs> so basically, he came up with a pitch for like a Marvel X Men thing, like 90, circa 1988. Yet in 1988, we watched Ferris Bueller last night. And of course, I thought of you. Mm, thank you. So, but I don't know. This got me thinking, Dan. It, it got me thinking about culture, you know? And no, mm. this is not a topic. But like, and then sometimes you'd see three. And when you see three, that's when you'd see a pink one, a blue one, and then one called disabled. And that's a bigger one, right? Because you need to be able to get a chair in there and whatnot. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I, in, in accepting cases, God willing, Dan, accepting cases of needing to deal with a child who like needs some consolation and a wipe. Like there's not going to be two people in any of those. Maybe they're going downtown. Maybe they're in the zero uh, mile high club. But like g generally when you go in there, you're a single uh, uh, person, but you are going to be, in addition to Dan's heuristic of needing to discover which one of these is less bad, you also now have to say, huh, I guess I go into the pink one or I guess I go into the blue one, which is a very pre-2021 idea, especially given that each one is its own single serving bathroom do you feel but that there's an expectation though that if you're going that they're that they are uh gender specific um you mean for the consumer the pink and blue right no no but i mean you like from the standpoint of somebody who's like oh gosh i wonder which one i should use yeah maybe this is further to your point of like they're just taking out uncertainty but i don't know the binary thing seems a little unnecessary for a single serving toilet but that's me you know i live in california what do i know i think people should just be able to pee um, I do worry, you know, I worry a lot about people who are going to transition just to win at, uh, you know, the other gender sports. I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot, a lot of people get gender confirmation, <laughs> uh, false gender confirmation <laughs> surgery in particular yeah. so that they can win at say, uh, girls hurdles. Well, that's the thinking behind it. That's the that's whole the reason. Thinking behind it. It's like in Russia, you know, in Soviet Russia period stops you. Right. <laughs> and now that makes you, you know, your bones stay nice and brittle and you stay little and you keep that ponytail like a Nadja. Like a nodja. You you're really, you're, nodja? you're like wide awake, like wide awake today. Did you do wide something awake in America. different or? I'm wide awake. I'm wide awake. Oh, you had, I'm... you had your vaccines. So you feel uh, energized. You've got new uh, MRNA happening. I would be happy to talk about that. Uh, nobody's asked, but I would be happy to talk about that. I think everybody, when you get the opportunity, you know, stick with it, but please, please get the vaccination. It's a, it's a weird system. I found out about like so many people who've been able to get a vaccination who are in that weird liminal space of like not being a first responder. Like our neighbor is a, uh, is an EMT. So mm -hmm. he, he not only has had COVID, but he also was one of the first people to get the vaccination. Right. But, um, I wish, I wish everybody would get it. And like one dumb reason I put that dumb photo on Twitter is like, I don't know. I, I don't like putting pictures of myself on Twitter because then people say stupid shit. And they zoom in and they talk about how you look old and then, whatever. And, but I did wear a handsome, fantastic four shirt. And the point is like, I want to be there. If the, the president, the ex-president didn't do it, he got a secret vaccination, you know, him and his lady friend. But like, I think we should all do it. And I think we should talk about it. We should tell people it's, it's safe. 
I had some achy pains on Sunday, a little bit of a fever for a couple hours. And now look at me now. And that was, you hadn't even gotten a shot yet. So anyway, I don't know. The hillock, the heat, you know, you're such a sharp dresser, Dan. Mm, Thank you. And and like, I don't think you like being in a toilet overnight and couldn't leave. Would I be, how would I be dressed for the, for the box though? I don't know. I'm guessing. Did they did wearing... they send you in the box with your regular like trousers and? Uh, I think you wear regular, as they say in England, your pants. I think it's a a, de- a a whole denim, a denim look when you're at the at the Cool Hand Luke camp. It's what my what my wife has called Jean Jean, or in uh, Canada, I think they call it a uh, what do they call it a Canadian tuxedo. You know when they're standing like the way there you and kill they're, somebody as a drug lord? They're swinging the thing and they're chopping swinging down the, the, the weeds or whatever. And they would say, yes. you're wipe, wiping it off, boss. Yeah, taking it off, taking it wipe off, it boss. it off. Like, are they going to ever yep. say no? I never heard them say no. Like, let a guy oh. get a, a break for a second. Oh, but you think if you yell from the box, they help? You come, come. Well, that's uh, the thing. In? You're totally isolated in the box. They can't. Yeah, they, they, have, a bo- they have a box in that uh, Quentin Tarantino movie I don't like either. Django I don't Unchained. like the idea of... I like that movie. You know, I know we're not supposed to like him, but I like his movies. That Kill Bill movie is very good. We're not supposed to like him because of the association or just because he's a... Um, Feet? Uh, I don't know. But, you know, uh, he's got... He, ha- he has the great Gordon Liu appear in two different Kill Bill movies. I've been having a big Gordon Liu phase. Gordon Liu's an actor and maybe better known as a director of Hong Kong, like Shaw Brothers, Hong Kong uh, Kung Fu movies. Mm. Crashing. So he is, he's the, he is, so have you seen the movie Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2? I have. I just actually showed him to my kid too. Oh my God. I love that little girl. Okay. So first of all, he's the head of the crazy 88s in number one. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy with the cool mustache. Oh, same two. guy, same guy? Same guy. Go, I never go knew that. Gordon. Well, it's going to make you sad because I think he's had some health problems um, and he's in an assistive chair now, but go look up Gordon Liu, L-I-U. And he, so if you've ever seen... I think somewhat arguably, I mean, I like Jackie Chan. I like Bruce Lee. I like all those movies. But if you've ever seen, I'm just going to say, if you get an opportunity to see uh, what's called Chamber of the 36th Shaolin, that's a very, very good movie. Oh, no, what's the one I'm thinking of? You know, it's a really good one. Uh, now, listen, don't laugh at this. Um, uh, but, but what's it called? It's called Dirty Ho. <laughs> mm. Didn't I? I feel like I. I thought you were talking this. to the audience. I was excluded from. You're talking to the audience. Take Dirty Ho, 1979. That's a Gordon Liu. <laughs> See the two fellas on the poster. Gordon Liu's the one with the mustache. Look at that face. Okay, now so, I, like, I, I want to pivot for a second from Kung please, Fu. Please, I have to... so much to say about this. Gordon Liu, basically, he's one of the great like balletic fighters mm-hmm. in Kung Fu movies. He's a great director, but his one of his great in this movie, his character who's like. Kind of, it's sort of like a, not heat exactly, but it's sort of like a spy versus spy thing in this movie. And whenever you fight Gordon Liu, it seems like he's not fighting you. It's incredible. So if you imagine, like, you know, a good fight scene, hey, you know, two guys know they're fighting each other. This guy, he just does stuff that screws you up while you try to fight him. And it's magic. Like drunken drunken boxing, drunken Not drunken boxing, exactly. But he just stays real cool. He's like, hey, hey, quit, stop, stop, stop. But like he does stuff like he, he, he has the table fall on your foot or like this little, like your chair gets used as a weapon. Or in this one case, he makes this lady playing a string instrument fight him, but he like moves her like a puppet in that kind of woof. Whoosh, 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 kind of style. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a kung fu movie where it's almost like it's got a BPM of like, shoo, 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 shoo. I love that style. 
And he's the guy with the rings on his arms in in that famous opening to uh, uh, the, the Chamber of the 36th Shaolin. The 36th Chamber of the Shaolin, also known as the Master Killer, Shaolin Master it. Killer, Sorry. and Shaolin San Shi Lui Fang, mm-hmm. is a 1978 mm-hmm. Hong Kong kung fu film. Yeah, yeah, and then Dirty Ho is 79. <laughs> wow, Dan. Let's try to keep this civil. So uh, I, I want to. Yeah, I have a do. topic. Did you, is this a pivot, Dan? We can pivot to. All right. Well, I'm going to try and find a scene from this movie that we can watch together. So my um, my son has always had a passing interest in Godzilla. Um, probably because he oh, knows right. I have a very intense interest in all things Godzilla. Or as you say, Gojira. And, you know, I've shown him uh, the, the earlier Godzilla films, the new ones. And the Hong Kong, uh, the Hong Kong, that's because I'm thinking about the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. The Hong Kong Book of Kung uh, Fu. Known as the Hong Kong mm-hmm. Kung Fu film. But right. I showed him the King Kong movie, the new one, and he he liked Kong. And the newer so Godzilla. the HBO Max one that went up the other day? Yeah. And so this yeah, came I out. That. And we, we said, okay, we're going to watch this thing. And he uh-huh. watched it and he liked it and he got into it. And then it, in, in, as my master plan slowly beginning to unfold, he says, you know, I think I'd like to see some of the older Godzilla films uh-huh, now. Really? And I, was, I was like, "Did you pull out the burr?" I w- yeah. <laughs> I was. I was like, uh, "Let's." <laughs> We've begin. added Raymond Burr to this movie to yeah. make it seem American. <laughs> and so what I what I I did I found on HBO HBO ready for this. They're very ready for this. Is they have a lot of the classic Godzilla films ready to go queued up as soon as you're done with. Oh, they the, got like a do they have like a collection? Disney it's, does a great job. With it's that. not as good as the Criterion Collections, like fifteen classic oh, sure, Godzilla sure, films, sure. but <sighs> it's it's pretty good. So anyway, I've I've begun researching this because first of all, you don't want to see all of the Godzilla films. There are basically three different time periods for Godzilla, and and the within the context of those three different eras of Godzilla, era you're basically connecting the films together within each era but they are reinventing kind of Godzilla in these different eras until modern day Godzilla films where it's basically almost everyone is sort of a one-off except the new US ones but anyway besides it the was point a, I mean like you don't want to be cynical about it but it's a bit of a content mill yeah where you just keep coming up with new new rubber suits and mechas but some of them other. Merlin are really really good like some of them Should are I get back great. into Gamera you could but mm-hmm. anyway, so the so what I I have seen lots of different articles that suggest which are the best films. Now I have seen all of the Godzilla films. No kidding. Most of them, though, I haven't seen for a long, long time. Now, obviously, you start with the original Godzilla because even though it is in doesn't, I mean, it does not hold up in any way. If you're trying to look at it for the sake of like, will the acting be good? Will the effects be? Oh, of course not. But it is impo- it is an important film. It speaks to what Japan was going through at the time. Um, and yeah. it also shows the origin of this entire genre, really. So it's important and it's historically important, even if it's you wouldn't look back and say, it's an amazing film to watch now. It is still an amazing film. And if you watch it, then you'll see all of these subtle hints in Shin Godzilla when you finally get to that, 
which has the same exact opening as the original Godzilla, where you see the same exact opening logo and the similar text and you hear the Godzilla roar and all these other subtle cues. I love the the sound of his roar. It's always been cool. It's a double, double bass, double bass sort of slowed down and played with a glove with resin But there's something like grinding and mechanical to it that Mm -hmm. I really like. It's great. Uh, But anyway, so what I'm asking our audience, because I know we've got to have Godzilla fans in the audience is, and maybe you can point me at an article or something like that, that's going to walk, because if you were to Google right now, order to watch Godzilla films in, it's going to, it's the most, there's so many articles that are idiotic articles. They're only talking about the new Godzilla films. And they say, first watch Kong, then watch Godzilla, then watch Godzilla, King of the Monsters, then watch so much. You get so much of the pollution of modernity title. Where like uh-uh. it's so difficult to like find like this happens all the time, Dan. Where there's been a remake of a classic movie, and not only does the new version suck, but it it, it the it wipes out all of the references to the old movie. And you're like, you know, if you want to watch the Italian Job, like, no, I don't want to watch that Italian Job. I want to watch that Italian Job. And then those lists, the endless list. My God, it's like trying to buy a lawnmower. So what I want is, you know, how how Syracuse has his order. You have to watch the Star Wars films in, which is disregard yes. all but the original it's three. Linguini order, mm-hmm. right? I want that for Godzilla movies, and I want it to. But the thing is, with Godzilla movies, I want it to eliminate all of the not good ones. In other words, so uh, I'm I have I did find a couple articles that sort of tried to do that. Uh, and so I do have kind of a working order uh, of films that kind of skip over the ones I probably don't want to see. Yes. But I would love to have something because I feel like if it was curated by someone in our audience somehow, like a list of give me, you know, a half a dozen to, to maybe 10 films tops, tops that we can watch that'll just be streamlined. It has to include Destroy All Monsters it has to include the class. You know what I'm saying? It has to have Shin yeah, Godzilla yeah, yeah. in there. But like, which are the ones that we can watch? Which are the ones that we can skip? And uh, which ones? Just throw in a couple fun ones. Throw in some that are just, just going to be fun. You say mix it up a little bit. You're I looking used to have for, Monster looking for a super fan. Huh? I used to have MonsterIsland.com Monster for a long Island. time. God, that's great. I have Economy Island. That's the same I thing. I kept that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a line from a Got It By Voices song. So Dan's looking for your help. Uh, he's Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Uh, and uh, you uh, <laughs> you want people to let you know. Now, point me to a list. Now, do you have any any codicils or provisos? Like no smart, do you want to say something like no smart aleck responses? Or do you feel like that just feeds the trolls? You can't say that anymore. I mean, that's what you're going to, you're just going to get that. Hmm. My, favorite co- my favorite Godzilla movies, nothing. Zero. None of them are any good. If you want a real good monster movie, watch this. But I will say that the new Godzilla. Zack Snyder's Godzilla is 14 (laughs) hours long and it's all in very, 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 very very slow motion. Did you watch it? I guess you did. I haven't seen it yet. I watched watched two thirds of it. and That's the equivalent of eight regular movies. I'm a grown ass man, Dan. So, so what I can say about this is I, as somebody who's one of these, so I'm the ultimate weirdo, this thing, which everybody considers his goddamn masterpiece, I think is such, to my taste, such a piece of, um, not necessary. Um, but I'm one of the few people who's willing to admit that Watchmen is a really fun movie. It's really well done. And like, I understand it's not what happened in the comic. I understand why you're mad, but I think it's a good Zack Snyder movie. Right again, like Tarantino. Like if you don't like Quentin Tarantino movies, like I totally understand. 
I just think something like Inglorious Bastards is masterful. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't generally like Zack Snyder movies and I generally don't like the, especially the tone of recent DC movies, but because I'm a grown ass man, I can also say, I see why people like this. I mean, like the scene where Wonder Woman's, you know, running around in the bank or whatever with, uh, oh wait, who's the dude? The dude is somebody famous in that one that surprised me. Uh, I'll have to look. Oh, was it, uh, uh, you know who it is? Poor Professor Lupin plays the bad guy in that scene. No, remember poor Professor Lupin's having a really bad night? No, what the, am I the, supposed to remember that from? Remember the werewolf in uh, in uh, Harry Potter 3? Oh. <laughs> Professor Lupin. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, it's like the- He's uh, great. He's great in that scene. The villain. I, it's just not my thing. It's not my, not my, not my tempo. I get why people, I can't, I can't, let me put it this way. That sounds condescending. I can see why people enjoy this movie. I think the stuff with Flash was really good. The yeah. Flash stuff was like a, a better movie. <laughs> but my God, it's also very serious. And it, it's basically like if you took everything about the Avengers and made it slow motion and worse. But that's not what we're talking about. Dan wants to know about Gojira films. Please don't be a smart ass. He's Dan Benjamin at, ben, at what, what do you like? Do you like want people to get you on Twitter? Yeah, that's should fine. They, should they send you emails, passive aggressive emails? Yeah, whatever they, however notes? they want to get it to me. I'm, I used to be particular. Is that why you sent that to me? Is because that guy was being kind of passive aggressive? Is that why you sent that? Yeah, I thought you would, uh, thought you'd really enjoy that comment. Love, love when people reach out. <laughs> Here's you. Um, uh, so that's good. And then what else were we going to say about that? I, I've put a couple scenes from Dirty Ho um, into show notes and I've posted that to the internet where you can see it. Um, it's probably not going to get a lot of uptake. It's, it's like the band, the move. I just can't get, I want you guys to get behind. I want you to get some Gordon Liu in your life is what I'm saying. And, and Dan, if people wanted to find the show notes for episode five, two, five, mm. five, two, five, mm. Primrose path. Is it five? With his, five bad, with his bad knee, he shouldn't be throwing anybody. <laughs> the Holly, Holly Smoot act. Anyone? <laughs> It's good. Laugh, laugher curve. <laughs> Thank you, Simone. <laughs> They're going to go to backtowork.limo slash 525. Hi. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll find something there. I don't know. Hey, we already killed half an hour. That's cool. I found a couple Gordon Liu things. What else was I going to do? I usually when I throw to you for an advertisement, that's usually the time that I have to do something else like urinate or find a link. Okay. I don't really have anything to do right now, so I'm might be compelled to either mute or participate. Or I can do something else. Do you want to give me some homework right now? Uh, well, I was going to I was going to talk to you about the Kindle. Oh, do you want to talk about Squarespace? Yeah, but I mean, that's the the Kindle. I would I would talk about the Kindle. That's my next Dan, topic. I would love, after you know, can I, can I Can I I got to <laughs> <laughs> You think he's house still cat, around? Ha- Is he still ha- running cat, that house shop? Cat, house cat Dan, was Dan, that Dan. Tallahassee? Ah, Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. I'll tell you, Captain Marlin, I just got to get more of them trigger bites on my bus driver. Ah, seven lamps. Yeah, it's seven lamps. <laughs> I, uh, we also got to talk about other things here I have, things I've learned from my Roomba. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing when you need infrastructure, me having questions about the firewall or similar systems. You were looking at getting a uh, Wi-Fi access point slash router. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about any of, any of that, I want to talk about Kindle. But wait, twist, double twist. Before that, I would love to hear about something that you like. I would love to tell you about Squarespace. Squarespace. There are a lot of things, Merlin, that one. Aren't can you do mad? Aren't you mad that you have to keep doing this ad? 
Am I mad about it? No, I love them. I love I mean, like, I like money. If you give me money forever, I'm into it. But, like, isn't it weird there's still people who are not doing this? It's so strange to me. I did an ad read uh, for Reconcilable Differences where, I, I mean, I was, I was, I felt visibly frustrated, even though it's an audio medium. Mm. I'm just so goddamn sick of doing this ad because you guys need to get this it's Squarespace. Jesus Christ, now I'm mad. Go ahead. Like, can you imagine there's some, somebody that wakes up and they're like, I want to, uh -huh. I need a website. It's 2021 and I need a website. And they just like, well, I'll go buy a book on HTML, I guess. Or they say, oh, Dan and Merle, and they're always talking about Squarespace. Dip, 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 dip. I'm going to tell you a true fact mm. stated. Mm -hmm. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. People who are already on Squarespace can't hear this ad. What does that say about you? Like they can't Did hear you know it. They that? hear just like they can't a, hear it. They like can't hear it. Once you get on Squarespace, the plan start at twelve dollars a month. You get you get your plan when mm -hmm. you're ready to launch. You use the offer code. It's your show. But the point being, once you do that, you will actually not be able to hear this ad anymore. <laughs> it's only because you're not on Squarespace <laughs> right. that you're hearing this. Right. We know it. We have your IP address. Your proxy didn't work. Go ahead, Dan. So it, I would like to hear Merlin some of the things that you could do. Just off the top of your head, what what Just off the dome? What could people uh, well, do? Well, the with main Squarespace? thing is you're going to create your new home on the web. Okay. okay, there's a lot of places that want to be your home on the web, but it's kind of like a WeWork situation. They're going to rent you a costly desk, uh -huh. right? No. No, 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 no. In this you case, just watched the WeWork uh, documentary too, didn't you? Watched it uh, Watched it twice. I was recovering from my vaccination and I watched it twice on Sunday. Yeah, I watched it twice also. <laughs> that is such a good documentary. No, no. I mean, you could think of it that way, but I think it's a very straightforward relationship. You go in and you, you, you don't even need a credit card. It's a squarespace.com slash it's your show. How do right? they make it so that you don't, you mean I can sign up. Yeah. I don't have to give them a credit card. I don't have to give them my home address. I don't have to put right, in right, right. social or anything. And I can just start building a website and seeing you know how what it I, looks. You know what I think, Dan? I think it's trust. I think they trust you. They mm -hmm. trust They trust the uh, They trust the listener. You know, they, they trust the, uh, the uh, God, hopefully a retired webmaster. Oh no, my kid's school needs a website. Don't you need websites? Uh, do you have the password for the FTP? No, are you going to scrape the pages? And, uh, nobody wants to do that, right? So I know, you know Pearl, you're the original camel, like POC. <laughs> okay, I get it. So I many people it. missed that reference just now. It's okay. Well, you know, as somebody uh, who likes Bash, I'm a, uh, what is that, a Tarsier? I'm the original Tarsier. <laughs> wow. I love the Tarsier. I think the Tarsier became their official animal, but I believe that's from the Bash cover. Um, but, you know, well, there's a lot of things to this, Dan. I mean, one is that you can you can make whatever you want to make with this. Let's start with your content, as you like to say, content. Mm -hmm. I don't love that word, but you got stuff, as George Carlin would say, and you need to get it on the internet. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go, uh, you're going to go build your brew from source? I don't know. Sure. Well, brew install content. Uh, content not available. Okay, well, you go to Squarespace and you go get your free account. You're going to create, uh, you create a blog portfolio. You could have, you could have, uh, you know, galleries of your work. You could, you could, uh, you know, the one thing I love, they, they talk a lot about the, uh, the clicking. I like to talk about the dragging. Mm. Or as they used to say, I hate the itching, but I don't mind the swelling. Right. I think it's great that you can drag. I love the dragging. I love the drag. <laughs> What's happening, Dan? I Have I lost you? Are you you're in like a new studio or something? I can't <laughs> tell what's going on here. Well, what you do? I love the click, sure. I love the select beep boop. I love a drag, and that drag could be you know one I used to love when I would update the page for R.I.P. to a real one. Two cats comics meetups, you know, between yes. West Portal Avenue. Yes. One thing I would do is I would refresh a couple a uh, couple three little widgets I had of comics I like and recommend because I I get money from that, but not a lot. But mainly, I'm just you know virtue signaling about Hawkeye. 
but we can just drag a little block into there, <laughs> enter the ASIN, and you're done. Donezo. Yeah. And you you know, the thing is it already knows your, here's the thing, it already knows your affiliate number. So you're just going to just, that is a license to print money, you know? As Hawkeye says, this looks bad. But I say this doesn't look bad. And I'm very excited about H- Haley Stanfield. What's her name? The girl from Pitch Perfect and the Coen Brothers movie. What's her name? Haley? Haley Steinfeld? Steinfeld? I don't I don't know who this is. She's the new Kate. She's Kate. She's going to be Hawkeye in the Hawkeye show. She's oh. the other Hawkeye. Well, that's cool. You ever, expl- you ever try to explain to your wife how there's two Hawkeyes? Not great, Bob. Well, but you, you go to Squarespace. Uh, cut out for you there. You, 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 you cut out. Cut out. You're cut out. And now you're dragging. You're dragging things. You're clicking. You can select whatever you want. You can sell items because they have powerful e-commerce functionality. Of course, they have SEO right out of the box. This is all up the dough, by the way. Um, and uh, there's nothing to uh, upgrade uh, ever, you know, because Squarespace has got you covered. You know, and what I like, and all you know, all those award-winning templates look beautiful. I'm tell you what I love, Dan. When I'm on my Squarespace, mm-hmm. I like in the dongus where you could be working on a page and creating your content, and then there's a little thing up at the top that says, "Hey, do you want to see what this looks like on a phone?" Do you want to see what this will look like on a tablet? Well, just click. Click the dongus. And the dongus, dongus is truth. It shows you. Now, I've told you about this, Dan. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I wasn't raised on a kibbutz. But I do know that there used to be an Israeli company, I told you, we talked about this, $48 a month, American, you had to pay to find out what your website looked like on different browsers. Do you remember that? We talked yeah, about Yeah, I do. This. And, and you could, uh, it would show you like three or four for free. But if you wanted the other ones, then you had to pay. That's what they say. It's in the Pentateuch. First one's free. That's oh. what Moses said. Uh-huh. But in this instance, I, you know, I don't want to get involved with WeWork. You know, it's, uh, you know, we live, oh, what, what about We Grown Up? Did you like We Grown Up? Yeah. <laughs> there was such Jesus a weird, Christ. we can talk, we can talk we about We definitely that not a thing. cult. Just FYI, we're not a cult. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this it, is not what a cult is the saying? If you He's have, already answering many questions. If you questions. have to say you're not a cult, then you're a cult. Is that how it goes? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, Lady Doth protest too much. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I suppose... Um, and so, you know, what, what you, but here's, here's the thing. It's all, it's all yours. You get to do what you want. And, and the, the part of this that is really true, I can't say this about every, everything that every sponsor, everybody who pays us, but it's really, they're a great site. They're really fun to use. It's actually fun to set up. You're going to get that little jolt of the early days of the internet where you're figuring out there's something so pleasant about beginning to master something that's not difficult but you just kind of concentrate a little bit and you mm. go, oh, I see how I could use this. I don't have to put in a line in the in the head of this document so Internet Explorer 4.0529 doesn't render the table wrong. I don't have to do that. And and like and it's just such a joy to go like, oh, I don't have to put in a line of PHP for my menu bar. Right. No, it knows what your menu is. You you want a different look? Guess what? That's a click. Now, in that case, that's not a drag. It can be, it can get draggy, but it's mainly a click and it's beautiful. So you go right now and you're going to go, no uh, no credit card required. You go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. And then when you're ready to launch and, and you're, you take this beautiful beast that you've created, and you're saying, hello world, as we used to say in, in the camel land. When you're ready to go, then you're going to use that offer code. Uh, it's your show. And that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh, by the way, did I mention you can get your domain there? 200 domain name extensions. How many can you name, Dan, of the domain name extensions? How many can you name? We know Limo. Uh, I can name about six. Okay, I know Limo. I know Biz. Um, we should just go through I them feel- all. Let's take the rest of the show and we'll just list them. Could we do, could we do a, a quiz show? It's like the teacher says to Miles Morales, no way you get 100% wrong on a true or false test. We could go through that and we could quiz each other on, have you heard of, you know, Dot Octothorpe 
or, you know, dot Rihanna mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> Back to work dot Rihanna. Right. That, please don't go there. It's, it's, it's like whitehouse.com. Just trust me. Lemon Party. Remember Lemon Party? The point is that wow. we really like Squarespace. They've been great to us. Um, I had a funny experience last week where, oh, no, anyway, we were just talking about what uh, we in the community call the sponsor landscape and how it's evolved over the years. And leaving out the first part of this where my face was a little uh, red and irritated, I said to her, there was a time when I would get paid, MailChimp would give us money for me to write a rock opera about damn Squarespace. Do you remember when we did the Squarespace? Yeah. I did the Found, found My Place stuff where it was all, yeah. it was all like p- parodies of my favorite 80s bands. I do. Remember that I did a Smith song? I did. I did a fake Who's Could Do song. It was good. Uh, uh, I did I did a bunch of songs. And because they, they trusted us. Lil Ryan, he's so little. His, ha- his hair was, was 40% of his body The old days. Weight. You're talking about the salad days. This, this, <laughs> it was a rocky place where my seed could find a purchase. <laughs> talking about love. Yes. <laughs> and that's why you go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. It helps us. It helps Dan Benjamin. It helps me. And it helps you. And 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 real talk here. Um, I, I realize this is an ad you've probably heard before because you haven't gotten it yet. Otherwise, you'd be physically unable to hear it. Like the reason that Dan can't lie because of the physical pain. It <laughs> you and, will never let me forget that. It was true yeah. at the time. I know. Well, people change, Dan. That's really <laughs> this was, that benefit. was 10 years ago. You're 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And then, so, uh, but here's the beautiful part. And this, I'm dead serious. I've done this on several occasions. I can't say like hundreds or dozens, but I used to be the guy. Let me tell you a story. Imagine I'm turning my chair around and sitting on it with my baseball cap backwards like a youth minister. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to wrap here. There was a time when I was the go-to guy. When you needed a website, you went to me. Because I had a surprisingly not that sophisticated skill that as it happened, not a lot of people had in the mid-90s. And so I would set up, I mean, like I set up message boards for John Vanderslice and the Long Winners. I, you know, I did a website for the Wrens. And the long winter, like I did, I used to be that guy into the 2000s, which was fun because I got to feel like I got some status with somebody that I liked. And I'm, cause I'm empty inside like that. But when you get to the point where somebody's like, can you make a website for this thing? Often a great cause. Well, you know, the part that gets left off of that, when people ask you to do something that they don't know how to do, I'm glad they're asking. It's important. You, like if you want to buy a Synology, find a friend first. It's very important. If you want a website, talk to somebody who knows about websites. And here's what you don't want to do. On the one hand, you don't want to be on the hook for getting everything set up because I'm just telling you as a retired project manager, you also are now the chief content officer, which is not fun when you're dealing with folks at, let's say, a preschool. Um, no. I mean, anything specific here, but, right. but then you know what's really great is you can get your friends, your folks going to where they can maintain the site themselves. This is so huge, Dan. I'm, I'm guessing, Dan, at some point in your life and career, you've done at least one freebie website, like for a friend or a Of course, it's the worst thing I ever did. Well, I mean, do, will you get me on this? I mean, even if you're really good at making a basic website- That's what I'm saying. You, you've, you've now inherited their problems when you do that. You've inherited the problem of whatever cruft and technical debt led to this being something nobody used. And I'm serious. The thing of like, who do you know that has the, the FTP password? becomes such an issue. Ugh. And like you ask that and people just stare at you like like you just asked them to make an internal combustion toilet. Like, what are you talking about? What is FTP? What's the, what are all these letters? And if you do get it and it's perfect, well, guess what? Now you're also probably implicitly on the hook for maintenance. You are, as I like to say, the webmaster now. Mm-hmm. And that's no fun. Let them 
you know, t- teach a teach a school to fish. That's yes, that's right. And it'll be a school of fish for you know. I don't really have an end to that. No. So, but you teach them. You let them do it. So this has been a 40-minute ad read for Squarespace. It's sponsored content. You go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. Thanks buck, very buck. much to Squarespace oh. for making this show possible. Merlin, man. Buck, buck. I put up the buck, buck uh, video. This so is I, what I want. I didn't want to do this, but I feel like if I don't hmm. do it, we're going to get, you're going to get email. The Tarsier was not Bash. It was Unix in a nutshell, but. Oh, okay. I just wanted to do that. The problem is I have all three books sitting next to my couch here mm. at the office. When I take a nap, I reread O'Reilly books. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, you're right. I, I apologize. I just don't want the email to come. No, no, no. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, they got a new look. We uh, we went to, uh, on the way to get the vaccination, we went to this giant Barnes & Noble down in Hillsdale. And like, yeah, yeah, O'Reilly's like kind of fancied up their books a little bit. I don't know I if like I like the that. old look. Yeah, what do I got? I got Bash, got Unix in a nutshell. I got time management for system administrators, which is really good. I've got I've got a lot. I've got a, Unix in a nutshell is a very good book. Yes, mine is. You know what? I'll take a photo for art, and I apologize uh, for for the air. Uh, mine is chock a block with little yellow post-it tabs from mm. when I was trying. One of the ones, the first ones you see is Banner. It seemed very important to me to learn how to do Banner from the command line. And while that is, and important. now now I don't even know where my Bash profile is. I need these books, Dan. I need them. It's a cool company. Dan, you didn't want to have to do this, but I appreciate it. What's up next for you? You had another thing you wanted to talk about. I and mean, if you want to talk about it, we can talk. I got about nothing it. here. I've been talking the whole time. Uh, you know, I w- the thing is, I, I got this. I was very on the fence about this. It's not a big decision. It's not a life decision. But I was very much on the fence about whether I wanted to try doing this Kindle thing or not. And By which you mean getting a Kindle and using it? Yeah. So the what mm-hmm. really pushed me to do this was there was a book that I wanted that was out of physical print, but it was still available as a Kindle edition. And I thought, well, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, maybe I will get, maybe I'll get. And I remembered that there was a time, and apparently this time is gone. It's long past. But I remembered a time when if you bought a physical book, they gave you hmm. the Kindle version of the book there's a lot of things like that. There's a lot now cheap. where if you if you buy the Kindle edition, they also give you the audio version, which is kind of cool. And a Kindle will let you listen to the audiobook while you're reading, which sounds dumb, but for some kinds of books is actually pretty great. Well, apparently that that's not the case anymore. They no longer uh, will will do that. If you buy the Kindle version, you don't get the other version anymore. So that's gone. But that didn't that didn't stop me. So I I said you know. So I asked. I bet uh, it happens sometimes. I asked Marco mm-hmm. which Kindle to get because I figured that he has this long kind of love hate relationship with Kindles and all of this other. It's kind stuff. of in his wheelhouse too with the instant paper stuff. It is. It is. Because just just real quick, I'll spoil a little bit of ending here. I get a digest when there's enough articles in my uh, instant paper. It sends that to my Kindle. Hmm. So a couple times a week, I get a little update of uh, Kindle articles to read. I mean that's uh, nice. Paper. You can't you can't complain about that. And also he has he has he has strong but well thought out. He's not a. I think one great thing about getting advice. Well, the terrible thing about advice from Marco is you end up spending a lot of money. Well, yes. But I can't tell you how many sets of headphones I have because of that stupid man. But um, but um, but I like that he is very opinionated. But he will tell you what why he how he arrived at that opinion in a way that may be helpful to deciding. Well, he, what, recom- what Marco said. he recommended the um, the Oasis one, mm-hmm. which is the very expensive one, and um, and he said that he the reason he likes that one 
is that he liked the form factor in general, but he also liked that there were physical page turning buttons rather than having to yeah. tap the screen. But the Oasis was expensive. And because this is an experiment, I haven't made a commitment to it yet. I thought, you know, I want to try the cheapest option first because the experience shouldn't be so bad on the, you know how there's that, there's the risk that you're taking is if you get the cheap one and it's a bad experience, then you'll, you'll dismiss the entire experience and yeah. you'll say. It makes me feel very vulnerable to buy something, especially something fairly costly. If I'm, if I don't know to a certainty, it's one thing to like replace one set of Sony WXHM, whatever these headphones are that I use. It's one thing to replace those, go from a three to a four. And it's another thing to dive into a product where you're like, I don't know. There's not universal acclaim for this. And this is more money than I would usually spend on a flyer. Right. Well, I decided, I decided to try the, uh, I decided to give it a shot. The paper white, okay. the regular paper white ad supported paper white. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the Oasis is apparently the one that I have. Well, that's the good one. That's the one that... that yeah, yeah. My really... lady's got a paper white. She's got a paper white that she loves, and I've got an Oasis. Um, and so ad-supported. And were you happy before you... I mean, in the absence of having received it, um, how do you feel about the price for that one? Was it okay? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Um, if, you, if you just go to the Amazon page for it, you see a few different options, but m mainly... What you're seeing is, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, is the Kindle Paperwhite. Um, there are, well, there's so many different versions of the Kindle, first of all. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like that. I want, I, 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 basically, think, I think really to their, to their peril, given how yes. much you would love, sort of like the HomePod, you would love for this to be the kind of thing where somebody, you know, I don't know, gets a check or something and goes, oh, I'll pick that up. That seems cool. But like, I think it's a little overwhelming to go and look at. Same with, with uh, Amazon voice products. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm going back so to the, my original thing that I, 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 I felt this way in the 90s. I want mm -hmm. two options. I want the good one and I want the cheap one. And I don't need a million different versions of that. It's just good. Give me, show me the good one. Show me yeah. the cheap one. And I agree. So in a way, they did kind of do this within the context of the paper white, but they, I, I they also, also, would, have I also other really Kindles. like, I also really like the cheap one. The best, the best cheap one, if you like. I like the cheap one. Level two, I like the one uh, everybody gets. And level three, I like if I want the fancy one and it's potentially worth it, what's the fancy one? You know what I mean? Yes. But generally, I want to know the one everybody gets. Which yeah. sound, I'm not doing that because I'm a joiner. I'm doing that because, again, you think about the carpenter. What, 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 what hammer do most carpenters buy? Well, a hammer is a goddamn hammer. Once you know how to use it, like you don't need that much variety. And the reason we like this one is because it's really durable and it hammers. Like, just tell me that one. I, don't buy a cheap I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. But there are variations. So if you just, I'll put the, I put the Kindle White, the basic one. I mean, the I paper I put the white. Oasis in notes. Okay. Yeah. So they're both in there. So the thing is for 130 bucks, 129.99, you get the Kindle Paper White now waterproof with 2X the storage ad supported. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. There are other options, though. You can do the one without ads. And if you do the one without ads, the price goes up $20. I and think it's special offers, Dan, just to be clear. Okay. Well, the only... Comes with special offers. The only... Yes. The only difference is uh, when you turn the Kindle off or when it goes to sleep, the screen will change from whatever text was on that page that you were reading to some kind of ad that, to me, 
it's invisible. It doesn't even, I don't even see that. But I, f- I figured out- I can't tell you how many things I buy every day based on an ad that showed up on my book. I mean, aren't you shopping Oof. around because of that? Well, so, well, you know, I'm not shopping. That's the thing, Dan, is it's like when I'm uh, looking at Instagram where I don't have an account, I can't log in. Um, no, no, absolutely. Like anytime you can disrupt the flow of what I'm doing, it's kind of like when I go to Instacart and I do a lot of Instacart, do it several times a week. I love that thing. Where I get a, I get the thing that says your shopper needs to talk to you. Do you want to, you have to go chat with them. And I go and I click, I follow the link. Anybody out there want to tell me what happens next? Anybody out there get this several times a week? Whatever you do, whatever interaction you do Mm -hmm. in Instacart is immediately stopped and dismissed and replaced with a reminder to review and rate your last order no matter how you got into the app. Mm. And it doesn't happen immediately. It happens once you start doing whatever you're doing. In this case, the passionate task is I need to talk to Raul and clarify what to do about my seltzer, which is great. It's fine. I'm happy to do it. That pop-up. And in this case, you're you're dealing with a similar thing here, except it is easier to ignore, correct? It's very easy. Once you're in there, you're not getting ads inside of your Slaughterhouse 5, correct? No, you do not. You get them only when you have sort of turned the screen off or turned the Kindle off or let it go to sleep. Then the main screen will get I get cool, high contrast, black and white, like almost like stock art. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's, uh, but I could see how you could live with the special offers. Yeah, I don't care about them. So here, but here's here's the thing that I'm getting at is that to me isn't the big deal. But I feel like I have figured out a possible reason why it might be worth an extra twenty dollars to go with the without ads one. And my understanding is that is not a hardware thing; it's a software thing. So if you get the one that is ad supported and then you want to switch, it's a setting, you can pay the extra amount of money and then oh, that's it cool. changes it into this. But here's good, the good, thing. Good. Okay, so let's say you've got a regular paper book sitting on your desk and you, you've got your bookmark in it and you're ready to start reading again. And you've got the mission where like my time, Merlin, my time's limited, okay? I yes. I've only got 30 minutes to read Also, Dan, your time is valuable. You can't create more time. So I pick the mm. book up and I open the book to where the bookmark is and I can keep, I can just keep reading. It's instantaneous. And I'm reminded of the comment that Steve Jobs was purported to have made in the conference room when he walked in there and he he said, everyone, I want you to look at this. And he brought out an iPad and he hit the power button. Boom. It's right there. It's on. It's exactly where he left off. The apps are still running. The screens are, everything's ready to go. And then he, then he brought out a power book. Or a MacBook, maybe. I forget the time period. <laughs> oh, God. And you he, hate to be the guy from the PowerBook team. <laughs> and he, he opened up the MacBook and he's like, oh, he's man. like, watch this. And he opens it up. The screen's black. Slowly, the screen flickers to life. The keyboard kind of slowly gets the backlight. And uh, and then slowly, you can see now the screen, now the mount, the cursor appears. And then the like, your screen has been locked, login thing comes up. And it took, you know, 20, 30 seconds for the thing to wake up and be responsive. Yeah. And he's like... It needs to be as fast as the iPad. And he walked out of the room and people were left like, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to move forward. And I feel like it's a lot like this with the Kindle, okay? In that you have to wake the Kindle up and it takes it, what feels in in Syracusean seconds, it takes a millennia for it to (laughs) actually wake up 
and become responsive because what it has to do is there's enough time for you to notice how long it's taking. Well, yes. And even enough time for you to then like be frustrated about having noticed how long it's taking. Especially because we're used to the instantaneous responsiveness of iOS and iPad OS nowadays. So that you, if you hit, if you, if you. This thing doesn't even need to unlock. No, it doesn't. And so now what is cool is they sell a cover for it and I got the cover for it. And it makes it feel like a little, like a little book. You know, it's got a little lid thing. It's very light. It's nice. Has a nice texture. Keeps it from sliding out of your hands, etc. So you open the thing up, and that automatically wakes it up. But then you get a little display at the bottom of the thing that says "waking up," and then it says "swipe up to fully waken your Kindle." So mm, that's fine. But I don't it, love that. But you can see the like backlight coming on you can see the screen redrawing itself you can see it getting to the point where it is ready to receive your swipe and that's also frustrating because it's not like it's not like the iphone where you tap it and and swipe and you're instantly there it's you have to sort of wait for it to get to the point where you think it's ready for you to swipe and then Uh, swipe and you don't know how long it's gonna wait reading text just to keep reading the text where you left it use a tablet computer that's right. And so you've got all this stuff to do before you actually get to the point where you're ready to even start reading. Now that's annoying. So what I find is now I have like out of my 10 point anxiety scale, I have 0.5 anxiety of, is it going to be, I don't want it to go to sleep now. Now I don't even want it to go to sleep because I know if Mm. I set it down for five minutes, which if, you know, if you have kids, you're going to set something down for five minutes that in that time, that it will have gone to sleep and I'll have to go through this waking process again. And so my question is, if you're doing it without the ads, my suspicion, and maybe I can be, this can be corroborated by a listener, but my suspicion is it's just going to leave the text on the screen in between reading sessions so that in a sense you could pick it up continue reading the text that was there while it goes through its whole ordeal of waking itself up and not be quite as distracted for life. So is that worth $20? I think maybe, maybe it's worth $20 over the lifetime of the device. I understand what you're saying. You're saying by getting rid of the ads, um, the ads on the home screen when it's locked. I think when you pick it up, when it's locked, if there's no ads that, that whatever page you were on is still being displayed using the, because you know how it uses the e-ink and it's not, it, it like sets well, That's what I'm screen. saying though. I think it's just, you're getting, I'm going to, I'm just going to try and put this in terms that I understand. Go ahead. Um, so when you close and it sleeps and then you open it, you're going to see an, an image yes. of an ad. Um, when I open mine, it, it, my Oasis does not take a super long time. I, like I say, I get like, for example, like imagine it's one of those like National Geographic world type zooms, zoom in on a sneaker and see what it looks like. But it'll be like a bunch of beautiful, like what would be, if it was in color, would be like colored pencils. It's just something geometric. And I think that I get something geometric and you get something ad. Now, I don't know because the Oasis might be faster than the paper white, but you think it's, you. hmm. I think you should try it anyway. I don't know. Anyway, so that's my, anyway. that's my biggest complaint about it. Everything else about it, it's really, really great. It's got, it's, you know, they even show it in the picture that it's waterproof. They use the word waterproof, not just resistant. Ooh. I don't know if that means you can read underwater or, or what, but that's nice to sure. have, I guess. Um, it's very, very lightweight, even with the cover on it. It has a backlight. Now I have some problems with the backlight because as, as you know, 
you and I, uh, I'm not sure if you still do this, but for a long time, mm-hmm. we have talked yep, about yep, the yep. potential- Avoid that blue light, baby. Yeah, benefits of avoiding blue light, especially at night. Well, what are you doing at night? You're reading. Uh, mm-hmm. And you probably would enjoy a backlight, but it is a blue backlight um, yeah. and not a- um, It's definitely not, I don't know if it's exactly blue, but it's definitely further away from reddish or orangish. Right, sure. and apparently- And you can like, you can do stuff with themes, at least on mine, I shouldn't say, but on mine you can do stuff with themes and stuff to make that a little easier. Yes, but apparently the Oasis backlight does have an amber color. And you can adjust Ooh, that that's new. by wow, the, what's called the really? warmth setting. Ooh, I, wow, I wish I had that. Yeah, so I don't know if just the new ones have that or what, but that is something that I thought was really a potential that if I, if I really stick to reading stuff on this, then I might have to, I might have to go Marco. I, I might have to go see, full Marco. I do have a heart out today. Nah, I got whatever you need, but Well- it might be even better to save it, but I have a lot to say about the quote unquote Kindle ecosystem that mm. I think might help you make a better decision, which I would be more than happy to talk about now, or we could wait because the Kindle Kindle ecosystem is wonderfully, surprisingly much bigger than either the Kindle device mm-hmm. or the things that you have purchased on Amazon to read on a Kindle. So think back to the days when iTunes was basically a vending machine for MP3s. I mean, yeah, sure, you could organize stuff, change metadata, but Apple really, I mean, Apple TV suffered from this for a long time too. Apple TV was basically like a vending machine for movies and TV, you know? Uh, Do you follow? And Mm -hmm. like, then over time, that got better. And now, because of the app ecosystem, there's tons more stuff that you can do on an Apple TV. Um, I'm not going to be snarky, but you know what I mean. Um, and I'm just here to tell you, I would love to tell you about some stuff I do with the, again, air quotes, Kindle ecosystem, because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think there's some good things to recommend it. You want to talk about that now or next time? Yeah. I mean, I definitely do want to talk about it. I'm okay, not, we'll do it next time. We'll do it next I, I, I want to uh, allocate enough time so that we can have a smart discussion about it. And I also I'll think- I'll just do a couple off the dome. A couple okay. off the dome. One is that like- I'm kind of all I have to say. I'm almost surprised how easy Amazon makes this. But one thing is, you got you you've purchased a Kindle hardware device. Yeah. And so now it's kind of cool. Like if you're on the obviously if you're on an iPad looking at Amazon, the you know some of the options are more constrained if you're in the app because of the way the App Store pricing works. Right. But if you go to like you could be on any website in the world and say this book's look looks interesting, send a sample to my Kindle, right? And I think that's really great. I really, really do. Now, it's funny what gets interpreted as a sample. There are some places where you get like through the first or second chapter of like a pretty good sized book. Yes. There are other ones where there's a picture book I was thinking about buying. Um, oh God, it was something really cute. And I obviously, I, I don't love reading picture books on a Kindle device. More on that in a minute. But um, it sent it and it was exactly one page. So that's kind of frustrating. But that, I love that functionality. But, but here's, here's the thing your kindle syncs so if you're the sort of weirdo that has more than one kindle i am currently not it syncs with all your devices and you start identifying send this thing to that kindle etc here's where it gets good from my pov um that also goes to well there's a kindle app for ipad there's a kindle app for iphone etc there's even a kindle app for the mac os that i don't recommend but (laughs) 
Now, whatever you sent to that Kindle or bought for that Kindle is available in these other places. And perhaps unsurprisingly, I find the reading experience of Kindle is, I see, I think a Kindle hardware device is perfect for vacations, breaks, or anytime you want a single mode way of enjoying a book that isn't a physical book. Because I, I like that it doesn't have, I don't want to go to, you know, Merlin Mann's circa 2005 here, but I think there's something beneficial to a writing environment that doesn't have distractions. I think there's something beneficial to a reading environment that doesn't have other distractions. I mean, yeah, you can go look at other books. You can go see what you can get for Kindle Unlimited. More on that in a minute. Um, but mainly you're there to read a book. And if you want to read a book, read a different book or put it down and go somewhere else. Having said that, when I read in bed at night, I read it on the iPad. Because mm. the iPad Kindle app gives me a ton more control, including, like, I just like the way it looks better. Um, I wish I wish to God someday they would make everybody have to not only turn Ragged Right into the default, but make people pay double to give them anything with fully justified text. Fully justified text on that tiny Kindle screen is excruciating. But iPad looks great. I don't I don't suffer from that as much if it's like at a good size. And you can do a dark background and white letters. You get a ton of control. That's just straight off the dome. I really like that. So I'm already, you're already starting to see why I put Kindle in air quotes. Right. Because even if you just buy eBooks from Amazon for Kindle, like you get the immediate benefit of that syncing to all these other places and to me, the superior reading experience is on an iPad, which seems weird. Like, well, okay, then why do I buy this thing? Well, you don't have to buy that thing, but it's still kind of cool. So that's one I would just toss out to you. Well, See I will, if you I, like that experience of, because the books is going to be the same, regardless of what. Right. Kindle and it remember, and it syncs, it knows where you are. And, and apparently if you do the Audible subscription version of the book and you listen to it, it updates where you are on your reading oh, version yeah. of it as well. So there's all that kind of cool integration that I know about. But the one thing I will say, and the reason that, the reason I was really interested in a Kindle as a device, as opposed to just a Kindle, <laughs> because I've owned Kindles in the past and I've definitely read them on you know, an iPad in the past. But the two things that were the most appealing to me about it uh, are the fact that it is a small form, uh, form factor like a book. And mm -hmm. when I'm holding an iPad, I feel like I'm holding an iPad. And then I immediately start to think of all the other things that I can do, even yeah. though, even though the iPad is really good at, for people who want to use it for unitasking, right? Yeah, very and, few people are dragging a second column of, functionality to the side. I mean, most people don't even know how to do that. Right. But you do know that you're basically a swipe up away from And you know what? I'm going to get, else. I'm going to get a message. I know I'm going to get a message and I'm going to tap it. I'm going to read it. Now I'm reading it. Also, it's going to show me the time. Maybe the Kindle app doesn't, but you know, so there's other things that are creating even a smaller kind of unitasking experience on the Kindle. I don't, but I don't disagree at I all. I love yeah. the battery life. I never have to think, is it charged? I, I've been using this thing for a few weeks now. I never, I don't, I've charged it once. I don't know where the battery yeah, is my, on it. Plus my Oasis has a battery cover, which is great. That so is it nice. charges the whole cover as well as the device, which mm. is really great for a vacation. I, I this thing rarely runs out of How long does that juice. thing last? Well, that's the funny part is if I'm being honest and I, I don't read nearly as much as I would like, let alone as much as I used to, used to be quite, I mean, I read a lot online, but I don't read whole books anywhere near like I used to. Um, and, but, um, the time that I realize it's out of juice is just when I haven't used it for weeks. That's Can I tickle thing. you with one more thing and then we'll bounce? Yeah, go ahead. Call her. Thank you. Thank you. First time, um, caliber. Um, look at that, uh, screen grab I sent you. 
All right. And don't 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 focus on the aesthetics of this. This is mm-hmm. arguably one of the ugliest apps I've ever used in my life. But boy, is it great. You're going to hate it because it's ugly and it's Python. It is called Caliber. Now, many, many, many of you already know about Caliber. I'm going to go ahead and pitch this to you anyway. So why does Merlin keep putting air quotes around Kindle? Well, this is one of the reasons. Is that there is a Python-based, I think, multi-platform app um, called Caliber, C-A-L-I-B-R-E. I'll put it in notes. This is an ebook manager. Now, as somebody who's currently struggling with CBRs and CBZs, like it drives me nuts that it's there are there are okay good comic book readers like Chunky. Chunky's going to eat your points, right? Um, I like Chunky for my iPad for reading comics, CBRs, CBZs, etc. And there are some apps that are okay good for doing the metadata for your CBRs and CBZs. Not many, but there's not that many of either of those. But you know what? They're really super ain't. And believe me, I've tried is there aren't that many apps that will manage your comic books and let you organize them, you know, metadata them and be a good reader Mm. or sender to someplace else. Caliber, as ugly as it is, it gets the job done. Are you getting what's happening here? If you have eBooks, um, DRM free eBooks, like one can find, well, let's just say you go to Project Gutenberg and you just grab all this stuff. There's all of these sites that We'll just give you all of this stuff. Most of the stuff in here, you can see. Don't please don't say too many things. But there's things in here. You know, I did that power broker. That is a power broker that I bought. Mm-hmm. It is rumored that one of the things these apps can do. It is rumored. It is rumored. It is said that it is not difficult to turn a DRM dot Moby or whatever mm-hmm. into an undrm EPUB. I mean, I know like you would this. have no knowledge of this. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I no. don't even know what I'm looking at here. No, but. But let's set that aside because that's not really why I'm pitching this. You can figure out whatever you want to figure out. What I'm here to tell you is like, it's just real cool to have a Dropbox folder, or I guess you could do it with iCloud, have a Dropbox folder called books that you point to. And if you've got an ebook, let's say, let's look at some of these, Anna Karenina, uh, Candide. Uh, Oh God, I did buy so many copies of Fahrenheit 451 because I was trying to get it for my kid for a book report. And um, Oh, look at that, All You Zombies, right? That's uh, the predestination book. Mm you know, um, anyway, you get books, you drag it into here. And as ugly as it is, I'm sorry, caliber people. It's so ugly. It's really like the first time I loaded up OS 10, I was like, well, really? These are the icons. <laughs> Anyhow, but it does the job, which is you drag a bunch of DR undrm books into this thing. And here's the beauty part. It's got great metadata lookup. So you can select a ton of things or one thing. You could say, download the metadata and covers. For this book and you'll see like the manual for my video camera is in here because i just want it to be easy to get to mm-hmm. once it's in here i mean that one i don't care so much about but like i want my man Jeeves by pelham greenville woodhouse to have the right metadata or you see there do you see the take control books that i bought mm-hmm. so take control of photos launch bar podcasting shortcuts etc all books i have bought they're all in here and do you see under series it knows that's all part of the take control of series. You know, if you're the kind of person like me with ADHD who likes organizing things, woof, have a fun weekend because there's so much you can do. It's really cool, though, that this manages all of your ebooks. In my case, I don't even know how many I have in here. But here's where it gets good for Dan Benjamin or whomever. Mm. It makes it very easy. Let's see, my, my favorite, I prefer EPUBs, not for any reason. But you can then open up that book and it says, hey, cool, you got this EPUB of Tristram Shandy. What do you want to do with it? Well, let's say the first thing I want to do is I want to clean up to my own way that I want this to look. 
because it's just basically it's like a glorified text file in a lot of ways with you know it's almost like probably like LaTeX like it's mm -hmm. just formatted text mm -hmm. right so first of all here's the way I want my books to look or down to like what I want the fonts to be do I want it to be justified well, all that's amazing that's, yeah it's pretty cool but then I can I can transmogrify it into any other format I want yeah sure you can do PDF you can just read it right here like alright cool but you can also transmogrify it into a .mobi that is readable on a Kindle. And then guess what? You see convert books up there. There's also, there's get books. There's save to disk. Here's what you need to know, Dan. It's if you get something like Caliber mm -hmm. and you throw a bunch of your beloved open source books in there, mm -hmm. um, through email, you can email it to your Kindle. The best way is to just hook it up to your Mac. It recognizes the device basically like the way it would recognize a thumb drive. And you say, go put this on my Kindle. Bob's your uncle. You like got a, you got a bunch. You have you have basically a reading machine now, and of course you could get these onto your iPad. The same. This is why I say Kindle in quotes. Kindle is the sort of um, as Aristotle would say the first mover. That that's what gets us interested in this is the hardware and purchased products that the software runs. But this is a big world. That's all I'm saying. Is it? I and mean, then again, that's I'll, true. I'll, the, there are things, again, like Instapaper. I tend to read all my, Insta well, if, I, if I'm going to read them, I tend to read them before they show up. But you can create a schedule in Instapaper. You can go in and say, like, every time there's N articles or every X days, send this to my Kindle, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of cool. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, use like, basically, so there's an area on Kindle you've probably already figured out. There's one called, <laughs> their nomenclature is weird, but they've got, like, uh, under downloads, you've got books, you got documents, et cetera, et cetera. And documents are basically just anything you've put on your Kindle. What I'm trying to get out to all of you folks is a Kindle is a, is the device mainly for reading stuff you've bought on the Kindle store. But you can read that in other places than your Kindle, including your iPad. And the, the corollary, the super corollary, is you can put a bunch of stuff on your Kindle that wasn't for your Kindle. And now you have a reading machine that can go anywhere with you. If you're somebody like, let's, let's just take an extreme example. My friend Alex Cox and I are both inveterate collectors, readers, and searchers of manuals. Anytime, sometimes before the device has shipped, I go and I find the PDF. Already the by the time you open it up, you're already a master. Probably. I have an iCloud folder that is chock-a-block. And this is just me, right? You don't care, right? But I do, you know? Uh, and so I've got every manual for pretty much everything I've ever, not, you know, in the modern era. Now, what if you want to take that to the next level? Wouldn't it be kind of cool if you could automatically sync that up with your Kindle? Yes. You don't need to go and read them all the time. But now if you go somewhere, you've got the documentation for everything you need because it's all trivially tiny and it's synced and it's on there. Anyway, this is a big world. I would love to talk more about this because I think there are a lot of benefits to the system that go way beyond the, the paper white Noasis. Mm. Okay. Okay. What's your next thing you're going to do about this? I'm going to keep reading these, the couple of books that I have. I might try the iPad one in the daytime, like you suggested. And then I'm going to decide after that, if I want to, if I have to upgrade to the, uh, to the Oasis yeah. to get the, the, it's not the that one time. much more, is it? Uh, let me see. Cause I, I, it felt like it was a lot more. Hmm. I guess it probably is. Hold on. Um, and I'll, and, uh, I, yeah, I, it's, oh, it's a hundred bucks more. It's 120. Okay. It was $120 right. more without the case. Uh, yeah. it's, I think, yeah, hold on. No, wait. Uh, yeah. Without the case, it's $120 more. So to me, that's double the, double the cost. Um, but now yeah, yeah, I'm looking no, at the Amber light and I'm like, uh, but I don't know if I'm ready to go full Marco on this. Um, I'm going to have to I, see. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Uh, I want to find a, well, so everybody knows about project Gutenberg, right? 
I think that's so. kind of the OG of the like we take old books and you know scan them and put them into the thing. But there's some other ones uh, uh, that kind of build on Project Gutenberg that are amazing. And there's one I'm going to try to find for notes because it's a gorgeous and very easy to use site and its name is escaping me right now, but I will find it. But even if you just, just go to Project Gutenberg, for example, and like, you're going to find stuff in there. I mean, God, when's the last time you read Tristram Shandy? People, I'm telling you, it's so wackadoo. What a crazy goddamn book. It's got a black page. You know, it's crazy. Um, but there's so many great books. And, you know, I feel dumb that I can't find this. I will find this site I really love that's super pretty. And I'll put that into notes. Did you have any quick updates on your router slash Wi-Fi access point? No, I'm still using the, the old one. Um, it's okay. Uh, but what I really want is I want Eero to come back as a sponsor. And I want them to send me their new Eero. Is it a six? Yep, yep, yep. It's got uh, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. Three wifi bands two? and wifi things. And the si Wi-Fi 6, Wi-Fi 60. It's got wifi. whatever, whatever the latest one is, it has it. 220, 221. Whatever it takes. Yeah. I do too. Hey, Eero, come back. I talk about you all the time. You know, mm, I, I'm at the ports. Shame on them, UPMP. You know? Okay, fine. I'm going to find this. Well, let me say this. I'm going to make this contra my usual thing. Oh, you know what's a good secret for our listeners, Dan? Wow. A lot of times uh, there's a thing that happens. And, and you know, just to frustrate the one guy with the fast mail account, sometimes we don't put things in notes just to deliberately frustrate uh, him or they. <laughs> um, but generally, if you see a couple links at the top of the page that we didn't talk about, I'm going to tell you a secret. That's because I added those thinking that if we don't end up having anything else to talk about, we can always fall back on that. Oh, I love that. That's like the best And then I leave it ruse. in because it's still a good link. It's a red herring. So right now, the very first link as I speak, and it's going to change in a second, the very first link right now, I want to highly recommend everybody. It's called We Have All Hit a Wall. And it's a really good article. You know, yet another YA article about what COVID's doing to us. I thought this one was extremely good. And I know a lot of people on the internet have been nodding along. But that's soon going to be the second link because when I find it, oh, and I'll find it. I have a very particular set of skills for finding uh, open source ebook sites. And so um, the first link you see will be uh, the website uh, that I can't find right now. Does that work for you, Dan? Works for me. I want to thank our sponsor this week, Squarespace. Thanks. You can go to squarespace.com slash it's your show mm -hmm. and you can drag and you can drop and you can change some colors. Mm -hmm. I dance and I prance. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You go and you check that, you go to Squarespace. That's all you got to do. It's simple. I mean, it's straightforward. Don't, you don't even need a reason. Don't even need a reason. Yeah. But I think that's it, isn't it? Gordon Liu. Oh, go check out Gordon Liu. I put a couple videos in. Go see the Prince's Bodyguard and Wine Tasting. Dan, will you, will you, do, me, will you do, me a, uh, do me a solid? And will you please check out the Prince's Bodyguard video? It's short. I will definitely do that. And uh, I just want to- I'm going to test you just so you know. You do you say things like that, but I will be testing you. Okay. I'm ready for you to, to test me. Um, Mo Moises, friend of the show, Moises- Moises uh, Chuyon. Chuyon uh, was listening live and sent uh, pages of information for me about Godzilla and the movies. So but rather than, oh, rather than point, push that- he's a, he's, a, he's a boffin. He knows stuff. He is a walking criterion collection. You should talk to, talk to Moises about X-Men sometime. I don't know. I, I don't have stuff. enough time uh, to do that. I, oh, I totally understand. You Godzilla, yes, like but X Men. That's you'll maybe never come back out of that rabbit hole if you start talking to him about X Men. That's all there is to it. Oh my I mean, God. you don't. There's not enough time in a day. You could just yeah. take if if you know master class days just on. He could teach a master class just on Phantom X two and a half hours. Right, the guy who has sex with the spaceship. That's also him. Right. 
That's what I'm saying. Uncanny he, X-Force. You could never, he could do a YouTube series where every day he posts seven hours of content and it, that's 10 years of content he's got just off off the dome, as you say. So, but what, you here's get, what he Can I just say. say, don't get him started on Gambit? <laughs> here's what, he, here's what he did say. I troll it really hard. He says, he says, um, his, Moises, his pick, Moises. these are his, Moises's pick, Moises picks or Moises's Moises picks. picks. Mm-hmm. Do you know how? Which Red is leather, correct? yellow leather, Moisessus picks. Okay, so these are his picks for the movies in chronological order of the must-see Godzilla films. And I would love to hear from the audience if this is a good list, the definitive list, if they support it, if if he's made an egregious error, if he's a yes. flawed human being, go mm-hmm. for it. Here's the his list. I'll just read it quick. And then Please. Godzilla, Mothra versus Godzilla, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, Invasion of Astro Monster, Ibira, Horror of the Deep, Son of Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters, exclamation point, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, uh, tech, Terror of Mechagodzilla, Shin Godzilla. And he says, that's in chronological order. And then order. And then he says, Godzilla Final Wars before Shin, if you want. If Whoa. you want. And I said, okay, I'll read this on the air. He says, and his comment is, literally one of the easiest things to rattle off basically ever. That was his comment about it. What then, tell me, I keep hearing about Shin Godzilla. What is Shin Godzilla? Shin Godzilla is the one I mentioned before. This is a really cool movie that um uh, that I saw nearer to the time when it came out, which I think was 20, hold on, let me look it up, uh, 2016. And uh, this came out, basically it was like a reboot of the franchise and it starts with a reinvented kind of Godzilla, slightly reinvented Godzilla origin story. If I'm remembering it right, it's been four or five years since I've oh, seen it. Oh, it's kind of like a, like a Ultimates kind of approach, like a different. Yeah. It's thing. a retelling of the original Godzilla story, but there is a, but instead of Godzilla, I don't want to spoil this for anyone, but instead of Godzilla okay. coming out sort of fully formed as he is that we know him, it yeah. is a, there is an evolution of Godzilla and it is a full on, like, this is like a full on scare. Like Godzilla is actually scary in this movie. Like he's, he's scary. <laughs> I think he's pretty scary. But I mean, like in this one, he's like legit a monster. Like it's really good. So oh, he's not just misunderstood. No, he's like a, a beast uh, and mm-hmm. is really good. So yes. Um, anyway. That, I have a really dumb list. question because I'm dumb. Thank you, Moises. Um, I have a really dumb question because I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. I did watch that. You know, I, like I said to my kid, it's a fun popcorn movie. Like, it's not really my jam. The new one? But Oh, sorry. Yes. the I think it's called Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm going to ask a dumb it. question. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good for what it is. It's basically like, you know, high-tech Jurassic Park. Um, I, uh, uh, I found the story a little confusing. Um, which is probably just me, mm-hmm. but like, I really like the little girl with the sign language mm-hmm. and I like that actress, um, that pretty actress from England, Rebecca something. Um, what do I need to see to understand what's happening? Do I need to see Skull Island and some, I didn't know, I yeah. guess I did not know modern Godzilla movies existed. Yes. Um, uh, it, I mean, technically you could go in cold if you know who Godzilla is and you know who King Kong is, but if you really want but something to. Ha- something has happened. It's part of like why I'm confused by Zack Snyder's Justice League is I don't understand why Superman's screaming at the beginning. I guess he got in a fight with Batman. I don't know what happened there and I'm not going to look it up. And in the case of this, I'm like, something has happened. Where did that little girl, how did she enter the picture, for example? I don't. Yeah. Okay. So what you, well, 
I don't want to spoil other things for you, but well, we, um, you know, save it for next time. I, just, I'm not in any rush. If you want to, you in order to see that movie and understand it, you would need to watch um, definitely Kong Skull Island, which was a, a fun movie to watch. Watch that yeah, first. Good effects. Um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. You definitely need to watch that. You don't really need to watch the first God, just Godzilla movie, but if you want to be a the completionist, no, the the, the new Matthew the Broderick? new one, the new one. Oh. Is that Matthew Broderick? No, way after that piece of crap. Oh, new, new one. New, new, new. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. Godzilla came out in 2014. So you can oh, skip geez. that one. You can skip that, okay. in my opinion. it's There's cool. There's some cool scenes in it, and there's some cool stuff in it. But really, you could jump in with Godzilla King of the Monsters, which came out in 2019, and then you could, you could watch Kong Skull Island, and then you could watch this and understand everything that you need to understand. But... Um, the, the, the little girl that, well, I don't want to ruin okay. anything. No, I, I'm, I figure something happened. Like we see at the beginning, she's got the doll of him and she's doing, we don't, well, there's some sign language things going on. No spoilers, except they just spoiled it a little bit. But, um, that's, I thought that was actually super interesting. But like, the daughter, um, I don't think, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think. Cause, cause, cause Kong, Kong's kind of like Coco. She's not in any of the other ones as far as i can recall what? i don't think but she clearly is like like she, i think she, it, the implication is that she's kind of been scientifically adopted right she's been adopted by the science lady yes god rebecca hall is so cute what is she in oh, iron I like man her. three right is she she's the one in iron man three that's her right is she and i think she's in a mission impossible what do i know her from she's i thought she was great in this oh i love and her. like you see she's one of those actors that you see her and you're like I've seen her in other stuff. I just want to be super clear. I find her very attractive. You go. I know. She's 5'10". Well. And she was in... Nobody's perfect. Oh, God. Of course she's in The Prestige, dude. Who is who? She, she's um, she's the... Well, she's the wife with the kid. Sad about That's the not bird her. Dying. No, it isn't. Well, it's confusing because you got Black Widow is in it. Yeah. That's that's probably what's causing some of the confusion. Rebecca um, yeah, Michael Hall. King. Oh, Piper Parabo. Oh boy, she's cute too. Hall. Yeah, Rebecca Hall is Sarah. She plays Sarah. You know the wife. Iron Man when they're three. Poor, yeah, when she's they're poor. Iron Man. No, I. She's oh, the one. With, okay, yeah, I guess that was her, wasn't that's it? Her and she's Great, the now one, I gotta watch uh, that movie again. She's the other villain. There's Guy Pierce. He's the sweaty guy, and Guy Pierce and her. And I, I, I think that's not a very good movie, but people seem to like it. Mm. I think people have strong feelings about Iron Man three. Yeah, like don't watch it. Woof. That's okay, my Dan, strong we did it feelings about it. Don't watch it ever. I killed your erect ending again. Um, <laughs> All right. So ha happy Easter. <laughs> Make sure to turn in your essay. What Easter means to me. Okay. You you go out and you you get a. Wait, what's space. my homework? You said you were going to test me on what am I supposed to be doing? Well, I mean, do you like kung fu movies? Yeah, just tell me what it is. I'll put it in the notes. Can't answer the question. Don't 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 dismiss me. Yes, I like it's, kung fu movies. What's your favorite? My favorite kung fu movie. Enter, Enter the dragon. Enter, Enter the, the dragon. dragon. Stop. Drunken master two. Okay. Um, I would like you to at least go look at those two YouTube videos. If you find it interesting, talk to me more because I'm on a kung fu tear right now. And in, in my movie version of Caliber, I have a lot of old kung fu movies. Okay. So you know maybe I can get you on that because I think your son. Yeah, he's. Now, I don't know if this would be good for your son. I can't get my daughter super into him. She likes. Well, she has no. He loves him. He 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 loves this. The the, the training she, section seen, of Kill Bill Two. Hero. No, hero? he hasn't seen it. He's seen all based on again Moises' recommendations. 
He's seen all the Ip Man films. Uh, we've love seen a the bunch Ip of Man Bruce films. films. I love that guy, Donnie. Yeah, Bra Brasco. Donnie Brasco. I think he's terrific. And you know what? That's a very that's very similar to Gordon Liu's kind of thing. You know, like when they're fighting in the house. Yes. And he's like being so restrained. Yes. That's very Gordon Liu. Okay. Gordon so Liu is a baller. When yeah. I was a kid, I'm going to say between the ages of about 10 and 14, there used to be, and this was in Florida, there used to be on the, the uh, UHF channel, Kung Fu Theater. Yeah. And it would right, come right. on, I don't know what, you know, like late in the afternoon and, and sometimes it would go and there would also be the going into the, you know, like late night hours, like up until like a few hours past midnight maybe and they would show all of these wonderful wonderful kung fu movies that I, of course you i could might get into it just because it's silly yeah a lot of them were very everything. silly yeah. and and it was you yeah. know but Your kung I, fu's no good i yeah. love <laughs> this stuff and i wish i yeah. could show these things to my kid because he loves uh, he loves it for all the same reasons that we loved it back then i and can make you a very normie dad list please of some, some movies would, and some documentaries please, that are very good please I have God. This used to be on HBO all the time, and I, you just can't find it anymore. I got it off the back of a truck, um, but it's actually it's not even it's not Shaw Brothers. It's I want to say Golden Harvest. The other big produ producers made um, this really good best of martial arts movies mm -hmm. hosted by hosted by um, who's the guy from Enter the Dragon? John Bruce Lee John, is the guy's name. John, that you're thinking of. John At No, the other guy, the white guy, John Kareem huh, John, John Action. Hosted by John Action, and it, it's like, I still think about it all the time, and I was so glad to find a copy of that. I will share that. It's called, I think it's called The Best of the Martial Arts Films, and it's got a lot of stuff from Shaw Brothers. You know, it's not just Golden Harvest stuff, but, and also there is a, um, an okay good documentary on, I want to say Netflix right now, about kung fu movies, this Australian documentary, that I think is actually really good. They kind of go there a little bit, where they're like, the influence that it's had now, is on, this one of those times, Merlin, where you say you're going to give me this really awesome definitive list and then the list never materializes? Almost definitely. Okay. I'm going to write it down. See, Dan, <laughs> I got to find this ebook site. That's what's killing me. I've written down Kung Fu for Dan, which is a wonderful children's book. Kung, yeah. Kung Fu for Dan. Kung Fu for Dan. Kung Fu for Dan. Make room for ducklings. Put it on the list. Let's button this up. All right. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Yeah.